Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our online campus. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. Could we also thank the choir today? Thank them for... You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we're starting a brand new series today called Bless Up, and we want to talk about the blessings of God. Anybody interested in all in the blessings of God? All right, good deal. All right. Let's start right out with Scripture and um, uh, look in 1 Chronicles here. Powerful passage. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, it says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Look at this, verse 12. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Here's the point. God is the source of all blessings. God is the source of all blessings. Look with me. Look with me in James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So once again, we see that God is the source of every blessing, every good gift, every perfect gift, uh, every good thing comes down from our Father. I want to draw your attention to something in this verse. comes down from the Father of lights. Watch this. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Um, literally, what this is saying is there's never even the slightest hint of inconsistency with God. He's always the same. Come on, church. He's always the same. Never even the slightest hint of inconsistency with God. That's important for us to know, especially as we look to him as the source of all blessing. In this series, we're going to look at some keys to inviting God's blessings in our life. And we're also going to discover some things along the way, too, as we find out the keys to inviting the blessings. You're probably also, well, we're definitely going to see some things that block the blessings of God. God wants to bless you, and, and uh, I, I pray you'd be open enough to realize that you are probably, there's probably some area of your life, something, some words, some attitude, some actions, some uh, unholy alliance or whatever that you have in your life that actually could be blocking all that God actually does want to bless, bless you with in your life. Now, uh, beginning, as we begin to define blessing, please don't limit your understanding of blessing to just money and things. There's some that out, uh, out there that teach that that's what blessing is. Of course, that is a way that God can bless us, but, but don't make that the all-inclusive, all-encompassing that blessing is money and things. It is much, much broader than that. Actually, Jesus taught that finances is the least of it. It's the least of it. So let's look at a number of things. Let's look at this word, first of all, blessed. Everybody say blessed. And our Bible definitions coming from both Old and New Testament, we're going to get this idea that we would be, when you're blessed, you'd be happy, fortunate, 
to be envied, highly favored, to have the goodness of God, the power of God, the benefit of God, the bestowal of good on your life. I like that. And, and here's the important thing, and it covers all areas of life. You can find in Bible and in life, you're going to find that it's God would bless. He is able to bless in all areas of your life. Amen. We see, we see uh, clearly in Scripture some of the ways it's manifest. He would, he would bless, and it would result in peace, rest. Um, he would bless the land, your crops, your livestock, well, if you're like me, I don't have lands, crop, or livestock, okay? And so you just kind of transfer that over, and it has to do with your livelihood and what you're putting efforts in and so forth, that God would bless those things, that God would bless your children. Anybody want your, your children blessed? Your children's children blessed? That you'd have good health, long life, sweet sleep, prosperity, Victory over your enemies. And the list goes on and on of what could be the blessings of God. In Genesis chapter 24, we find that the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So I want us to have a good broad view of what the blessing of God would be on our life. And um, so that we can get ourselves aligned. And that's going to be an important word for us today. We can get aligned so that God actually could bring his blessings to us. Some blessings everybody enjoys. There's some blessings that are just by default because you're on God's planet. There's some blessings that are are just by default because God created you, you know. You're breathing right now. That's a blessing. Come on, that's a blessing. Okay. And, um, you know, he he makes the sun to rise on both the good and the evil. And he uh, sends the rain to the just and to the unjust. And so there's some things just by virtue of proximity and default that we would have blessings. But beyond that, if you're a, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer of Jesus, you know, if you're a follower uh, of Jesus, there are blessings that come from having a heavenly father. And the thing about our heavenly father with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, there's never even the slightest hint of inconsistency with our great heavenly father that he not only wants to, but he loves to take good care of his kids. He wants to bless his children. I said he wants to bless his children. Amen. And, this is, and we're not just talking about having some blessings in life. We're talking about having a life that is blessed. It's not just, well, I hope this gets blessed and that gets blessed. Truly, Truly, you want, and ultimately what God wants for you is for you to have a life that is, that is blessed. The reality is you have a responsibility to be blessed. You have a responsibility to be blessed. Are you all here? I, I told you this last week. How, how many of you want anointed teaching today? Okay. All right. I need some anointed listening. All right. So... The blessings of God on our life, not just wanting some blessings, but actually wanting a life that is blessed, and we have a responsibility to be blessed. At Meadowbrook, we have summed it up. This is kind of a summation of the, the end goal of following Jesus, God's help in our life, obeying his word, the help of his spirit, um, all the things coming together 
creates a people, develops a people that are, and if you know it, jump in with me, happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. Now, that's not the end of it, though. We're blessed so that we can, so it can be a blessing. And that ultimately does what? Brings glory to God. So if I'm not blessed, I can't be much of a blessing. If I'm all frumpled up, I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Write it down. No sweet sleep, bickering with everybody. None of my needs are met, this, that, eh, eh, my crops, my livestock, you know, put it all together. You know, if that's, if that's just not all working, you can't be much of a blessing to other people. I, I put it this way, if you can't, if you're not a good swimmer, you'd not be a good lifeguard, okay? So we're blessed so we can be a blessing that ultimately brings Glory to God. We have a responsibility to be blessed because the, the end goal is not just that you would be happy and stable and fruitful and blessed. If that's all you're after, that's selfish and short-sighted because he wants you happy, stable. We need you to be stable, fruitful, and blessed so that we can be a blessing and bring glory to God. And you cannot pass on what you do not have. And you will pass on what you are, positive or negative. And we're, we're watching it in our, in our culture, in our day. And there are things that are being passed on even generationally, okay, that are going from generation to generation of brokenness and neglect and abuse and lack of parenting and addiction and insecurity and ignorance and poverty. Those things are not the blessing of God. They're not the blessing. And strife and people are just upset and depressed and all. That is not the blessing of God. We need the blessing of God in our lives, in our families, and in, and in our culture. Amen. Amen. So you pass on what you are. So it's very, very important um, that we are blessed. We have to see it also as a responsibility and not just, well, I just want to be happy. I just want to have all my stuff. You know, you need to look way bigger and, and broader than that. Amen. So let's ask a question here, kind of rhetorical, but what causes one life to be blessed and another life not so blessed? Can I tell you what it is? It's because God likes some people better than he likes others. <laughs> True or False. False. And remember, with God, there's not even the slightest hint of inconsistency. And you say, well, I don't like them. God says, yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the way it works. Listen, God, from his word, never the slightest hint of inconsistency off this. He does not play favorites. Amen. And he doesn't show partiality. So there's not a person, a group, a family, a name or whatever, a color, a, a race, a a gender or anything else that he's, I, I like them a whole lot better than them. So I'm going to bless them, not them. Now that's not the way it works. Okay. So God doesn't play favorites, shows no partiality. Secondly, realize this, God will bless you as much as he can. He will always bless you as much as he can. Think about that. That is a loaded statement. So why do we see one life that would be blessed and another life not so blessed? Well, God's not playing favorites. And he's blessing each one as much as he can. 
Ultimately, it comes down to this. He can only bless what is blessable. Second word in one sermon. I'm not sure it's a word, but it is now. Okay, so everybody say blessable. That's the goal. That's the goal is that you would be blessable because he's not playing favorites. He'll bless you as much as he can, but he can only bless what is blessable. Amen. And don't confuse. Don't confuse the incredible goodness of God, mercy of God, patience of God, long-suffering with God. Well, I think he's blessing my life, and you're not doing things God's way? Don't misread that. It could just be his mercy. It could just be giving you a little time to turn around. You know how you are as parents. You know, it's like, you know, well, the way I hope you are as parents, that you're merciful and kind and so forth. But um, don't confuse. Don't confuse some things as, well, that's the blessing of God. When it might just be the mercy and the long-suffering of God on someone's life. Well, let's look here and, and find a key and find a pattern. Look in Genesis chapter 1. So God created the great sea creatures. We're going to see a pattern here. He created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And watch this. And God saw that it was good good, and God, God blessed them. Now, this idea of good here in the Old Testament Hebrew has ultimately to do with this, that it's something that God sees as desirable Suitable, and you ready for this? Approved. It's approved. So it's kind of like God was doing quality control on his creation, and he put the stamp of approval. Yes, and then he's able to bless it. Are you, are you following me? God can only bless what is blessable. You cannot expect God to bless something he does not approve of. Okay, now, how many of you have flown commercial airlines in the last few years or so? Man, some of y'all really need to get out. <laughs> okay. Well, when you go, it's uh, at times it's a little bit of a hassle, you know, and you, because other people misbehave, the rest of us has to extra behave, and so um, you've got to go through security. Don't try to skip that. And um, as you go through security, TSA, uh, Transportation Safety Administration, you have to go through. And, you know, sometimes you get x-rayed. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just go through a buzzer and all your stuff. Sometimes you get patted down and, and whatever it be. But you've got to go through there. And, and if you'll go online, look on their website. And there's signs as you're going through telling you things that are approved and things that are not approved. So you need to only take things that are approved or you're not flying, sweetie, okay? So if you go, well, I've got my crock pot full of possum stew and my knife collection. How many of you know you're not flying the friendly skies today? Okay. Why? Because they're being mean to me. Just because you don't like possum stew, I do. And I don't, I don't. I, I've never had it, honestly. And if you make it, don't bring me any, okay? All right. So, but sometimes, that is so restrictive, that is so mean that you won't let me get on the plane with this. Come on, think bigger, be a, li- be a little smarter. It has to do with safety and comfort of everybody involved, amen? 
I was filling up with gas uh, the other day and I was noticing a sticker on the pump and it says, um, only put uh, gasoline in approved containers. So, well, that's restrictive. Where are my personal rights? You know, it has to do with the safety and welfare of everybody. Are, are y'all getting me? And so you can't say, oh, I'm getting gas. Oh, that, I need to get gas for my lawnmower. I don't have anything. Grandma, let me have your purse. You know, and you <laughs> can't do that. Or your styrofoam big gulp cup. You know, you can't do that. Are, 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 you, are you hearing me? It, it makes sense to us on other levels. Well, God can only bless what is blessable. He can only, he can only that which is good in his eyes, then he can bless that. Amen. So. Let's look over in Psalm 1, Psalm 1, verse 1 through 4. Blessed. Come on, say it. Blessed. Now watch. Scripture always brings a contrast for us um, so that we can see clearly. God knows who he's writing to. Blessed is the man who walks not. Here's what he doesn't do, and it makes him blessed. Walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. They're angry and mocking and everything else. Next verse. But, but. The guy who's blessed, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, God's word. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He makes it a part of his whole life. Look, look what happens. He shall be, the blessed guy, the blessed gal, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, being a blessing. But... The ungodly, here's the contrast, are not so. So you've got somebody blessed and somebody not so. The blessed is like a tree. The ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff. They're like a tumbleweed, which the wind drives away. There's a vast difference in between being blessed and the godly are ungodly are not so. How many of you would rather be blessed? Amen. Jeremiah chapter 17. And this is our foundational verses for almost 29 years of of Meadowbrook Church. Thus says the Lord. So you better listen. Cursed. Everybody say cursed. cursed. This is the opposite. And I'll go ahead and say this. I'll probably say it again a little later too. Is blessing or cursing, there is not really a gray zone. There's not like, well, what's your third option here? And you'll see why in a moment. Thus says the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. It doesn't say cursed is the man who God doesn't like. No, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord. Next verse. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. One translation says naked and destitute in the desert. Like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Nobody wants that. Next verse. Blessed. Come on, say blessed. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Now the one was cursed, his, his, his trust, his heart had departed from God and his trust was elsewhere. God can't bless that. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord. Watch this. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river, will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed to be a blessing. It's all right, it's all right there. And so we see the contrast between blessed and not blessed. Um, Our Old Testament and New Testament words for blessed run so parallel, so close together, and they really describe it this way. As 
almost got ahead of myself here. As happy, everybody say happy. happy. Favored. Fortunate. fortunate. Watch this. Happy, favored, fortunate as by divine grace. Happy, favored, fortunate as by divine grace. We know from the scripture one of the main things that grace does is it helps us. So just my handle that I can get a grasp on the blessing of God. Here, look at this. I've just simplified it. Blessing just means this. Helped by God. So if you say, well, my family's blessed, helped by God. The church is blessed, helped by God. Your business, your health, whatever it would be, helped by God. Come on, everybody say, helped by God. All right. So in Deuteronomy chapter 28, don't turn there right now. Please read it later. Everybody say, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. And maybe you've never heard that word before. Okay, it's the fifth book of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those first five books are called the Pentateuch or the law. And this is book number five, and it makes things super, super clear for you. There's 65 verses in Deuteronomy 28. Everybody say 28. 28. So Deuteronomy 28, you're going to, write, you're going to read 65 verses. It'll be super informative for you, okay? And it's going to divide things up real clear. And it's going to tell you where blessing is and where curse is. And it's going to get real specific on real life things. And you're going to want it to be blessed, but this will draw it out for you really clear. And let me summa- uh, give you a summation for it. Uh, blessings will come if you obey God and walk in his ways. Amen. I just got to say it. Blessings will come if you obey God and walk, and walk in his ways. And so here, let me just simplify it. But please read Deuteronomy 28, all 65 verses later. Here we go. Obedience brings blessings. Read that with me. Obedience brings blessings. Look at this part. Disobedience brings curse. Come on. Disobedience brings curse. I I wish I had some other news for you, but this is the way it works. I said, this is the way it works. There's God's way. And then there's any other way. And we've got to do God's way. And if you just obey God, obey God, do what God says, watch what he does. Okay. That's my message to you today. Do what God says. And then watch what he does. Or you could not do what he says and watch what happens. And so we want the blessing of God on our life. People, though, it's just human nature. We don't want rules. We don't want standards. So restrictive. I just want to be happy. My friends are doing that. They seem all right. You know, and precious, listen to me. It just doesn't work that way. Everybody does not get a trophy. Okay. Do what he says, watch what he does. Say that. Do what he says, watch what he does. You might be here today and you're a visitor and say, why does he have us repeat everything? Because I want you to get it. I'm teaching. And that's a teaching tool for you to take and you can walk out of here. Because once you not only hear it, but you've heard it, it's gone inside. And then you pull it back out. And say it and run it through your speech centers, you got a much better chance of retaining it. And if you can retain it and if you can remember it, you got a much better chance of doing it. And so do what he says. Watch what he does. You want the blessing of God on your life. Look with me in Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Bless. Come on, say it. Bless. Bless. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord 
and delights greatly in his commands. It doesn't say blessed is the man, the person who God likes them better than someone else. Remember, there's not even the slightest hint of inconsistency with God. God does everything according to a pattern based on a principle. And we have patterns very clearly in Scripture. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commands. Quickly, let me tell you what I think that means. You delight great, uh, you fear the Lord, boil all that study down. And that is huge in the Bible about the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. It, uh, the end of Ecclesiastes said that is the sole duty of man is to fear the Lord. And it's not to be afraid of God, it's to have such awe and reverence toward this amazing God. And when you, when you fear the Lord, let me just boil it down to application and be like this. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. And God hates no people, okay? So love what God loves, hate what God hates. So if you love something and you find out that God doesn't, who's changing? You're changing. Well, that is so restrictive. No, no. God, you, you don't like that? Well, then I don't either, okay? Or you, you don't like something and you find out God does. God loves people. Then you, you change. So you love what God loves, you hate what God hates. I'll tell you a quick, 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 quick story. I was a freshman in college and... Um, There was a girl, I was a music major at that time, and there was a girl in the music department. I just kind of liked her, and I finally got up my courage to ask her. She was a vocalist. I was a trumpet player. I finally asked her. It wasn't Alicia. It was before Alicia. And uh, she knows about her, though. (laughs) (laughs) So I finally finally got up the nerve to ask her out, and uh, she said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, well, what would you want to do? And she goes... I want to go to the opera. (laughs) Opera? I love the opera. (laughs) To which I replied, I do too. (laughs) Okay? So do you get it? Do you get it? Sometimes we got to change. We got to change sometimes. Okay. So... Blessed is the man. Blessed is the person who fears the Lord and who delights greatly... In his commandments, delights greatly in his commandments. Let me just simplify that for you. I love God telling me what to do. Because I've been with me long enough. I've been around you long enough. We don't get it always, always right. But as for God, his way is perfect. He is wise. He is all-knowing. And in his word, he will clearly show us this is what you do. And sometimes in a situation, I've got situations, you've got situations. I know what I feel like doing. I know what I don't feel like doing. But I need to know what God says to do. And I love him telling me what to do because he will never steer you wrong. Amen? And so if I love what God loves, hate what God hates, and I I love him telling me what to do, I will be blessed. Amen? So this is not about perfection. And this is not about performance. This is simply about alignment. This is about cooperation with God, with God's word and God's ways. You know, if you're flying an airplane and you're the pilot and you've got years and hours and all of that as a pilot, and then air traffic control tells you, I want you to land on this runway... And you go, who are they 
to tell me, <laughs> Roger Wilco, what to do. Okay? Who are they? I, I am the pilot, but they see more than we see. And then when you come in for landing, and it says you need to, you know, your coordinates need to be this, due east, whatever. You need to do that. And it has to do with alignment, alignment. It's not people being bossy and abrupt to you. It has to do with safety. It has to do with blessing. It has to do with just align. And sometimes alignment takes some adjustment so that we can land this thing safely for everyone. Amen? Amen. As for God, his way is perfect. God will bless you as much as he can. And alignment makes you more and more blessable. Alignment with his word, with his ways. Whenever we say bless me, everybody just say that. Just say bless me. And I think we pray that. Bless me, bless my family, bless what I'm setting my hand to do. Actually, when you say bless me, it does not immediately cause this response out of heaven that God just pours good on whatever you said bless. Some things he can't bless. And some things he can't bless fully like he wants to. I honestly believe in the more that I grow in my relationship with the Lord, if I ask God to bless something from my heart, I'm actually inviting him then to begin to show me adjustments and to show me how to align better so that he could actually bless. So when we, when we pray that, Lord, bless my family. Does anybody need your family helped by God? You know, he's not just going to, and you keep doing what you're doing, yelling at everybody and, you know, whatever, and expect God's just going to bless it. Bless my health. How many of you want your health blessed? Well, then you can't keep supersizing everything and pizza on your nightstand. And are are y'all with me? You you can't, God bless it. God's blessing my health. He might say, hey, we got to adjust a couple of things. And, and help you in, in this so that he actually can bless you, to deal with you, to adjust you, to bring you into alignment so that you become more blessable. Amen. I've got a mug here. It's one of my tea mugs. I don't drink coffee. I'm too young. It's got a G on it. G is obviously for God <laughs> or Gilligan. Or my youngest son, Gabe, who just got accepted to the University of Florida, so he might be a gator. Um, I don't know how many ounces that holds, but I noticed something that you can turn it upside down, and it'll hold a little bit right there. And I think some of us, that's where we are. And we got some blessing. How you doing? Blessed. And God is one of saying, I, I want to bless you. And let me just time out real quick. God wants to bless you way more than you are blessed. He wants to bless your family, your finances, your health, your situation, your mind, your relationships. He wants to bless you way more than you're blessed. And you have a responsibility to that. And sometimes we get all smug. How are you? Blessed. And if we truly said, God, I need you to bless my life, I think he, because he's not brash and abrupt, he's gentle and kind and wise. He'd say, I want to bless you more than a blessing. Do it, God. And he may say, let's make just a little adjustment here and just kind of bring it up this way. And God is able to bring much greater measure of blessing into our life. Are you all with me? 
So God bless us. God bless us and help us with it. God is the source of all blessing. Do what he says. Watch what he does. And let's not block the blessings that God would want to bring into our life. Because you know what? We've got a hurting world all around us that needs to have some people that are helped by God walking around blessed more than we are blessed currently. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.